Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board gaming. I'm your host, Julius, and this is episode 248. Why don't tortoises wear, wear scarves? Why? They have turtlenecks. Hello, everybody. This is Julius, and I'm here together with... Matt Mead, his son. What's your name? You have to say your name. Deli. Hi, Deli. What are we going to be talking about today? Uh, We are going to be talking about sprint. Guess the closest, move the fastest. I do not really like the guess the closest, move the fastest part. No, you just want to call it sprint. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is a cooperative game that is listed as two to four players, but as with many cooperative games, it certainly can be played solo. Is that right, Deli? Yes. And in this game, you are taking the part of the tortoise who is racing the hare around a board, and your goal is to help him move faster than the hare and be able to win the race. So we're on the tortoise's side, right, Deli? Yes. Okay. Unless you want to start trying to go backwards instead of forwards with the hair, but that's just silly. <laughs> Probably won't work too well. All right, so, Deli, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you thought about the rules? Did you read the rules, or did I read the rules to you? You read the rules to me, and I thought you did a really good job. job. <laughs> high five. Thank you. I'll give you a high five. Um, but I like this game. Did you understand the rules pretty well? Were the yeah. rules pretty good? Yeah. So the rules weren't very long. It listed just, it's it's a one pull-out insert, so it's about four small pages, about the size of a set of cards each page. Um, and it describes pretty easily about what it is that you're doing. And it's a pretty simple game. I, there is a set of references for what the hair cards do movement for. And that was listed in the rules as opposed to being for reference somewhere else or otherwise listed more easily on the cards themselves. So at the very least, the rules do give mention to that sort of thing. Yes, Deli? You could play it long or short. Yes, you can. Let's talk about that when we talk about the components. Do you want to talk about the components? Sure. So components are all the sorts of things and pieces and stuff that's in the game. So why don't you tell me what stuff is in the game, starting with the stuff you're holding. Well, there are these pieces that are the racer boards. So there's six rectangle tokens. They're large chipboard tokens, and you can arrange them in a rectangle, and they make up the boards. The board is a snake track that the racers, the tortoise and the hare, can go back and forth from. And so you told me that there's a long version and a short version, Doug? Yes. How's that work? There's a blue and a red side. Some are just red, like this piece. Mm-hmm. Some are red and blue, like this piece. Okay. And there are also carrots on here. If the hair has a card, has a card we'll talk about later, and and that's for the hair to catch up to. Very good. Okay, so that's all about the little racer board. And they're all small little tokens about the size of a deck. And they don't puzzle piece together or anything like that. They just sit next to each other. Why don't you tell me about these two standees, Deli? There's a hare, which is very fast, but not as fast as a turtle. (laughs) And a turtle that 
is fast, faster than the hair, than so, this hair. So these are two little small standees. They're about an inch tall. Both represent the torso and the hair. And that's what you're going to be moving around the board to denote where you are. Now, then perhaps the most important part of the game is going to be these two decks. So tell me about these two decks, Deli. They both have the name Sprint, but one is has numbers on the back, like 42, 24, a number, less than... 32 cards in that day. Less than 32. So if I had 24, I'd pick about up about this much and and then i well, right now you're talking about gameplay you're just telling me about with the two card decks exactly. and then you'll tell me how it is you play the game uh, but that some have 24 24 on the back and some have the the thing for sprint uh, the thing for uh how much the tortoise moves there are naps to make it stay and I found the card that makes it go t- back or forward to a carrot. Okay, but so can I explain what these two decks are and how you I use them? Can I explain what they look like? Sure. Um, the, the, the deck that is the bunny looks like the front of the box. And the, the other one um, has a has a sprint card in the ground with a mole, a snail, and a duck and flowers around. So let me explain how these two decks work. So these are mini card decks. So they're not poker size. They're half the size of that. And they're pretty small. One's only about 30 cards. One's about 15 cards. And the idea is that from the smaller of the two decks, you'll flip over a card and show what number is on it. And then the idea is that you'll have to pull that number of cards from the other deck. So if it shows 24, you'll have to pull from that deck 24 cards exactly. The closer you get, the faster your your tortoise is going to go. If you miss it by like one, two, or three, then your tortoise is going to go a little slower than that. If you miss it by more than four, your tortoise won't move at all. So you want to try and get it correct. And only there is an easy and a hard mode. You want to tell me about the easy and hard mode? If you're playing on the easy mode, you move it's the four range. But if you're playing on hard mode, you have to get the exact number. It's not quite that you have to get the exact number. On hard mode, you actually just can't go over. If you guess, if you pick up too many cards, you automatically trip and stumble and don't move any. On easy mode, if you go over, if you're one or two off, you can still move some. But on hard mode, if you go any over, you don't get anything. You have to be under and then be as close as you can. The deck of cards, the 30 deck of cards, is also how you randomize what the rabbit does. So you'll shuffle this card deck at the beginning of the game. And then after you've picked up whatever number of cards you picked up, the top card of the remaining stack, you'll flip it over and it'll have an icon or a picture showing how far the rabbit moves. So, for example, like on this one, how far is the rabbit moving? To the... Last or next carrot. To the closest carrot to it. And sometimes it'll say it moves as fast as the rabbit, as fast as the tortoise goes. Sometimes like this one, it'll say it just moves. Plus one or plus two or plus three or plus four. Even plus four. Sometimes it'll say it just jumps right back to wherever the tortoise is. So all those things can determine where it is. Theoretically, the cards are not marked, so you can't really control or predict where it's going. 
it's just a randomized way of being able to determine where the hair goes. So having this, yes, go for it. Uh, the cards are bad or good. How can they be good? If it makes it go back to the last carrot that's farther back. So sometimes it'll make them go back to the last carrot and then you'll be winning the race better. Okay. So, Deli, having discussed the gameplay, what do you think about how the game plays? Did you enjoy that idea of having to pick up the exact number of cards? It's hard, which is a challenge, but it's a good challenge. That's right. That's a So this is sort of like a dexterity game because the idea is just essentially guessing with your fingers or trying to pick up the exact amount. You have to both guess how many cards you're picking up and then be able to pick those up accurately. You're only allowed one quick pull of what's over on the deck, and that's the amount that you get. And it's short for Shabbos, like if you're close to Havdalah. The game is also pretty short. How long do you think it takes you to play, Deli? Like 15 minutes or so. About 15 minutes, yeah. You're just playing across the race, so it doesn't take that long to get through it, and in fact, you can even make the game shorter or longer with those two different sides we had. Um, do you think it's do you think it's a fair game? What do you think? It's definitely it it might be fair because the rabbit the hare might be mad that it's going back because it loses because mm-hmm. it's going back. So I don't really think of a fair game, but it's definitely a fun game. I'm not sure it's necessarily so fair because there's random cards in here which cause the rabbit to suddenly jump to wherever your turtle is. And if your turtle is either way in the lead or way behind because you're doing really bad or really good, all of a sudden all that doesn't make any difference. It essentially just wipes it back to start and the race is back from even standing. So that's good, I suppose, for, you know, this is a game that is designed more for younger children, I think. It's an eight and up game. It's by Blue Orange. So that sort of thing doesn't bother me too much, especially in a shorter game than it is. But I had concerns. I'm not sure why they bothered to include that card if it could just erase the fact that either you're winning or you're losing. There's no purpose to it at that point in time. It erases everything that's happened until now. I mean, granted, you're halfway through the game, so you have less time to win slash lose at that point. But it just erases everything that's occurred till then. I didn't like the presence of that card. Ignoring that card, I thought the game was pretty good. I this this idea of having a deck of cards where there's the goal to pick it up is something that usually for many games that we play in our home, something we do all the time where we'll say, all right, so start by dealing the game out. Everyone takes three cards, so pick up nine exactly. Or everyone needs seven, so pick up 21, however much it is. And whoever's turn it is to set up, kind of as a mini game, has to pick up the exact right amount. So we do this all the time. So when we heard about this game, we were entranced. We said, oh, that's so cool. That's what we do all the time. And it's actually based on another game from my wife's family, uh, which is a rummy variant where the dealer has to do that every round. So we were entranced by the idea of having that be brought together in just a game by itself. And I definitely liked the idea of it. I think that the theme matches the game as well. Um, the idea of you get to play the hero who's trying to, to win his race. And the art and everything else pulls it together really nicely, I thought. So you say you really liked it, Deli? Yeah, I agree too with you. 
Why did you really like it? What was your favorite part about it? Well, when well the fin the uh, my favorite part was always the dramaticness of you never getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good at the game as you. Yes, that's definitely true. Yeah, I definitely think that you're better at them being and we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. So, final thoughts, you recommend the game Delhi or you don't recommend the game? Well, what do what do you mean by recommend? Do you think that people should pick it up for themselves to play or do you think they should pass it on by? Well, I think they should get it because it, who knows if they like it or they won't like it. But you really liked it, so you think that you would like to play it with other people. Yeah. Perfect. I also think that I would recommend it. It's small. It's inexpensive. Uh, it's a tiny box game. It can certainly be played solo where you just are trying to win and beat the hair. Uh, if you're looking for something that has, in my opinion, a unique mechanic of trying to pick up the right number of cards, uh, if that has any interest in you, I definitely say that it's worth a listen and worth a, worth a peek. But if you go in alone, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get it because the hair is going to have one turn, you're going to have one turn. So, But that's true anyway, because always the hair has one turn after whoever goes. So it's the same level of difficulty even if you have it solo or not. Right? Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think that's uh, about everything we want to say on this game. You okay with that, Deli? Yeah, I'm definitely fine. All right. Well, I think with that, we've just about reached the finish line. I think, too. Reached the finish line. All righty. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Day. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.